pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening, you're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello. What's going on? This is, sorry, the microphones are really weird. Should we swap back? Yeah, uh, do you want to take, take them all down? All right. Take them all down. Well, all so of, leave yours up. Okay, I've taken all of the mics down. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. There you go. go. Very professional broadcasters. Straight back into it, aren't we? Exactly. Uh, I wasn't here last week. How did, how did you get on? It was good. Our guest was oh, excellent. Yeah. It was really good. Dry January is over. Right. Very much over. <laughs> now uh, we've broken that seal. Just in time for the last show of the run. What? Well, we're having a break, we're aren't we? We're having a break. I was just, uh, I was pretending I was too much. surprised as the listeners may be. Mm. Why? I don't think they can ever be surprised at us being unreliable uh, well, and we are, unpredictable. Well, uh, we are being neither of the two, are we? We are going to tell them we're definitely not here for the next six we weeks. Absolutely. And, and we're in. giving them um, a warning in advance. You take a holiday too. You deserve it. What else could they listen to for those six weeks? Well, I would suggest listening to whatever is on Resonance FM, yeah. the greatest radio station in the world. Very good. And remember, you can support Resonance FM by donating at... ResonanceFM.com Yeah, good. You should do that. Is that that? Yeah. Uh, but you've been keeping well, of you? Uh, no, do you know, last week I came in to do the show, which was a mistake... Okay. <laughs> yeah, it always uh, is. Because oh, I got really ill afterwards. Um, yeah. Well, something to do with the jest. With the jest. The jest. The guest. Yeah. Oh, I think it's all that time. No. All that time. Dry January, and right. then you go straight back into it. They bring the germs in you. You haven't built up the immunity. Yeah. Well, no such concerns this weekend. <laughs> it's just back to the core of the core three. Thank core goodness. Gr- I am group. so immune to you now. <laughs> this is going to be absolutely fine. Uh, how are you, Simon? Very well, thank you. I was in Sweden last Ooh, yeah. week. yeah. How is it? It's good. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I went to visit a game. Can you talk about mm. it? I can talk about it, just not on air. <laughs> can you it's tell lo- us? It's lovely, though. What colour is it? Uh, it's Unreal Engine cover, uh, coloured. Ooh. How'd you like that for an answer? Best colour. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, I hope I'm not uh, breaking any confidences when I say... I went to a Microsoft event as well as this uh, visit to the, the developer. I uh, went to a Microsoft event over there. Um, used their facilities. Mm-hmm. They've got tablet holders on the, <gasps> on the, on the side of the walls oh, if really? you're going to use, your, use the facilities. That's a nice touch, isn't it? It well, is. Unfortunately, although... I was doing a standing up facility, mm. so I didn't have need for it. But, uh... but next time you receive an email from someone at Microsoft <laughs> we, and it says... 
sent from my Microsoft Surface. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, the uh, the tablet holders were not quite big enough, I didn't think, for a Microsoft Surface. Yeah, I was going to say, what tablets are they using over there? Well, not uh, the small one. It's a <laughs> Surface Mini. And just so I'm clear, mm-hmm. back of the door with the sit-down facilities... Yep. How far away is the door? No, sorry, uh, sorry uh, hanging on the wall. Oh, next to you. Just next to you. So well, that's a, good, isn't yeah. it? Where's the toilet roll? Uh, on the right-hand side as well. Really? Yeah. Above or below? Uh, it's got to be below, yeah, hasn't yeah, it? Slide to the side. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not just the wall is not tablet width, right? Because okay. <laughs> it's also a sink on that. Exactly. There's also a sink on that side of the wall as well. Yeah, but nice touch of thought. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe this could become a regular feature where I visit the toilets that. of uh, console manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a platform holder and you'd like Simon to visit your toilet, just let us know. Email team at onelifeleft.com. You ready for the news, Anne? Okay. It's 7.06 on Monday the 18th of February. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. An ongoing lawsuit with Pokemon Go developer Niantic may see the company removing some gyms and Pokestops. The lawsuit was brought by a group of homeowners who have been affected by the placement of Pokestops and gyms, saying that the game has meant players have been trespassing on or near their properties. The ruling will be quite interesting because it will say who is responsible for the trespassing, the people who do it or the company by means of encouraging players. It's not clear if one of the stipulations of the ruling will be that the game is renamed Pokemon Go but not over there, or we'll get in trouble again. hey uh, How long has this been going for? Uh, so I think, uh, a, like, a bit, of, a bit of a while. A bit of a while, because there was definitely some chat about this when the game launched, wasn't there? People uh, appearing in locations they should not be. Mm, but I think the lawsuit itself has only been brought... I mean, con- considering when this was brought out, the lawsuit was, was brought out, I have a feeling it mm. was at some point last year. Let's go with your feeling. April? We, we believe it. April. We believe it was in April of last year. Who determines the placement of the gyms? Good question. Thank you. Well, I, well. So the reason I ask is that I was uh, I was actually travelling with a Pokemon Go super nerd mm. last week mm. um, who just wouldn't stop playing it, and I said, "Well, did you used to play um, Ingress, uh, mm. Niantic's previous game?" And he said, "Well, uh, yes, because if you are like the champion in Ingress, you get perks in Pokemon Go." <gasps> what? Exactly. Uh, and I, th- I believe that he said to me that uh, one of those perks was being able to place your own gyms. Whoa. So that's what I was going to say. I, th- I seem to remember something about the data in Pokemon Go being derived from the locations they've uh, that have been in Ingress or something, right. places mm. that people have created in Ingress or, or locations that are populated, heavily populated in Ingress. Because presumably they know from their experience in Ingress where people are likely to gather, which mm. places are are more, um, you know, which places are accessible. Well, I mean, can you look at this the other way? Perhaps it could add value to your house if you don't have mm. to move I'm, in yeah, order I mean, to get I... to a gym. I mean, I don't play Pokemon Go, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> So also recently they, uh, they were taking... Um, uh, suggestions of where you could place Pokestops and gyms uh, and you could put it in your building, but presumably... Well, and then sue them. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so presumably they would have to go through a lot of the rigmarole of making sure that people weren't trying to put them in bad places. Um, but uh, So ahead of the hearing, uh, Niantic have already put together um, a list of what they would do. Uh, and so it includes things like... Uh, you know, if people complain, they've got to communicate uh, a resolution within 15 days. Uh, Niantic would maintain a, a database of complaints to avoid poor placement. Uh, when Niantic system detects a raid of uh, that 10 players or more are congregating at, a warning message will appear on their screens reminding them to be courteous and respectful of their <laughs> surroundings. Uh, Niantic would also work with uh, user reviewers and mapping services like Google Maps um, to mitigate any problems. 
Um, I mean, and all also, of this so, seems like well, it seems good sensible. Stuff. So one of them is so that park authorities can say this is the park's opening hours. Mm-hmm. Don't be in here outside of these opening hours. Uh, and at the company's expense, Niantic would have an independent firm audit compliance with the obligations during a three-year period. So sorry, is this what Niantic have suggested they will do? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be enough? Um, I think, well, going through all of it, it sounds sensible and it feels as though I don't really know what else you would want them. Shut it down. (laughs) (laughs) Alfonso Ribeiro, famous for playing Carlton in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, has had his request for the copyright of a dance move he performed in the show denied. The legal action was brought against Fortnite and Epic Games and 2K Games in the NBA 2K series after the dance was used in the games. The ruling stated, Upon review of the material deposited for registration, we must refuse registration of the dance because the work submitted for registration is a simple dance routine, which sounds like a bit of a burn. (laughs) (laughs) How's he reacted to this news? Um, It's unclear. I I mean, I can't imagine he's super happy. He obviously thinks that this dance move Mm -hmm. is his dance move. So it's him and uh, so the law firm that is representing him also is representing a number of others. Um, But it looks like if this hasn't been successful, the other uh, claimants won't be successful either. Um, One of my favourite things about this is that the US Copyright Office defined the Carlton dance routine as containing three steps and they wrote out what the three steps are. So you can play along at home if you want to recreate this (laughs) because why wouldn't you? One, the dancer sways their hips as they step from side to side while swinging their arms in an exaggerated manner. Get up, Simon. I know this one. Dexter does it. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's, it's sort of like that, isn't it? Yeah. It is sort of like that. Yeah. Two. Two. The dancer takes two steps to each side while opening and closing their legs and their arms in unison. Okay. Okay. Like that. Is it like that? And then three. Get get on for this one. Okay. The dancer's feet are still, and they lower one hand from above their head to the middle of their chest while fluttering their fingers. Okay. Uh, It's a different dance I was thinking of. Okay. I, I can did, do that. You did very well. Because it's simple. <laughs> so I see. Yeah. I see. So that's what they were trying to say. It's is, very simple. Is this... I can't find it. There's nothing on his Twitter about this. Uh, I'm checking Alfonso Ribeiro's Twitter. Uh, there is... Uh, is this the only Fortnite story you've got in the news? Because there's another Fortnite story yeah, today. Yeah, well, there was the, the, the um, thing yes. in Norwich. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't include that. It's my favourite story, though. Favourite, so let's chat about f- it. Now. Now? <laughs> yeah. Keep me guessing. Um, did you see this? I did see it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my, uh, one of uh, Lisa, my partner's favourite types of news story is the winter blunderland. Exactly. Mm. Uh, which, uh, for people who, who aren't aware, is the th- story that comes up every year, which is a... A... Disused car park. Has <laughs> been turned into a magical, <laughs> frozen-themed <laughs> wonderland. <laughs> and and um, usually a, uh, usually there's a disgruntled mother who is the centrepiece of this with her two crying children who've been taken there and promised to see uh, Elsa and exactly. what's the other one called? Doris. Olaf. <laughs> Elsa, Doris, and Olaf. Uh, and actually, it's a it's a dog, dog with some antlers, 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 antlers and some some <laughs> crazy foam sprayed yeah. everywhere, and, and a tent that smells a bit musty. Um, and so, uh, winter blunderlands are out these days. The the inn, uh, Fortnite blunderlands. So somewhere in Norwich has set up a Fortnite theme park. Yeah. Um, unofficial, 100% unofficial. 100%. And everyone knows those are the most exciting, exactly. risky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, apparently it's like a, it was a car park with a couple of slides and uh, there was like was a, a, there was a tunnel, a, a cave tunnel. A, a lorry. Yeah, which was a lorry. That just had some tarpaulin over it. <laughs> yeah. That's your cave. Oh, and it's such, it's such... Um, gentle schadenfreude to revel in isn't it the the sort of low-key misery of some families have gone and i think they they well they had on sale about two thousand five hundred tickets 12 quid a ticket yeah 20 quid if you want unlimited vip unlimited <laughs> crawl through this lorry oh wow oh dear uh, but they only had what they only had like four four of 
one activity that no you can No one in on. cosplay, which people no. were expecting. None of that stuff. There was uh, there was a climbing wall, but you could only have three two, pe- yeah, two, two three kids. People, on, yeah. And apparently there were some dodgems, but again, only two people at yeah. once. So it didn't go very well. No, a little while ago we had another news story about um, a... It was like Fortnite land. Mm. Um, and they were using like a lot of Epic's artwork... Uh, on the website, and we and it looked as though they were probably going to be asked to take that. Well, down. this lot have taken down the Facebook page, and it must be either because I mean, presumably they were like, "Yeah, we'll refund anyone who asks." Which is, <laughs> oh. Well, you can't get in touch with us; you can't ask for a yeah, refund. Yeah, secondly, and uh, one assumes Epic are probably starting to get a bit interested now. Well, because everybody is talking about it, like, the, oh yeah, the Fortnite festival, yeah, Fortnite the Fest. Fortnite festival. But it, I mean, it's. Not really. Do you think we should run a festival? Have you watched the Fire Festival documentary and you started getting ideas? (laughs) Exactly. I I think we could do it exactly as well as that. (laughs) Activision Blizzard has confirmed that it will be letting go of 8% of its staff. That's around 700 jobs. In an earnings report, CEO Bobby Kotick explained that while the financial results of 2018 were the best in our history, we didn't realise our full potential. And so in order to accelerate the pace and quality of content for their communities and to support a number of new project product initiatives, the company will be increasing the size of development teams on key franchises. These include Call of Duty, Candy Crush, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Diablo and Warcraft. He also said that cuts will be made by deprioritising initiatives that are not meeting expectations and reducing certain non-development and administrative related costs across the business. Mm. Uh, so good luck to everyone affected by this, of course. This seems uh, like a slight piece of repositioning from mm. them, um, in order to combat some internet fury, which was, oh, you're firing all these devs. Mm. And actually they're saying, well, actually they're not, they're not actual developers. They're just people who work on, uh, you know, not development activities. And there's been a bit of a debate about this on the internet, hasn't there? Oh, I haven't seen the debate because I haven't been on the internet very much. Right. But- I wondered why you were so happy today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad, yeah. aren't I? Uh, but one thing that struck me with this was it takes especially for these like massive games it takes more than just developers to develop them mm. and everybody who's involved in video games is you know as long as they're well a lot of people are bringing value to the creation process whether or not they are making the actual thing itself so just because somebody is a administrative staff or support staff or whatever doesn't mean that they their work doesn't have an impact on how on the game and how the game is made um that was what the debate was about uh, rami Rami, a uh, friend of the show, Rami came out and said, uh, you know, if you are anything to do with game development in any of these roles, you are a game developer. And some game developers said, well, hang on, words have meaning and these people have you know, intrinsic value. Their value is hugely important, but by saying they are only worth something if we call them game developers, then you diminish the value mm. of that role. And I think both of these, both of these sides are super interesting, uh, and both you know have merit. I think you can't, you cannot build video games without uh, these people playing the part. And I, I, I did find something in that statement. It felt like pointedly written to try and appeal to the people who are currently saying, boycott, you know, Activision because they sack devs. You know, because even though they're making loads of money, they sack all these devs saying, actually, they're not devs. I think that's, you know, it could be read as a, a as a kind of a cynical piece of repositioning. But, you know, it is true that by saying only devs have value, uh, you know, you, you stop looking and looking at the the actual meaning of what these employees did and how valuable research and marketing and all of those things uh, is. Fully yes. agree. Fully, Fully agree. agree, Steve. Ah, thanks. Uh, thanks for all your help on that, uh, team. Yeah. Um, I, also, it, there's never going to be a good way to let go of that number of staff. There's never going to be a good way to let go of staff, regardless if you're doing it because you, the company needs to cut costs. There's never going to be a good way f- of doing that. So... I think you sort of have to, if you're making that decision, you have to, as the CEO, front it up a little bit and not try and manipulate the story to make it seem like, no, 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 we're putting 
more devs, more devs on your games. We're just getting rid of these people. Like, it's very sad. And maybe that's like the better way to think of it. It's, you know, it's not something that they want to do. But do you think he was scared of the pitchforks on Twitter? Because I no, don't see how I that don't. would make any difference to what Activision no, does. I mean, there was, a, there was a petition to fire Bobby Cote. Right. And okay. did, did, you know, did that work? No. <laughs> and, you know, it's such a rudimentary reading of the situation uh, that in a sense he's a lightning rod for that well particularly when his salary is public you know right right but you know if it wasn't him it would be someone else and the same decisions would be being made it's a product not of um activision as a company but the whole uh ecosystem of you know driving distilling more and more profit um and that is a bigger issue than we can solve on today's One Life Left. We don't have a guest, <laughs> PlayStation has a new boss and it's former PlayStation Europe chief Jim Ryan. Ryan will be taking over the role from John Cadera, who took over from Andrew House. Cadera will be focusing on growing PlayStation network and services. Ryan is heading into the role just ahead of a new generation of consoles and it, uh, consoles is due across the industry. He said it was a huge honour to be asked to take on the role of president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Jim Ryan's quite an action hero name, isn't it? Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. It's like Jack Ryan. Yeah. That's where I'm getting that from. I'm a simple yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Bergerac. That's the, the only first name. Yeah, I can't think of any others. Mm. No. No, that's it. There's a reference it's, for your kids there. Uh, the what do, what do we know about uh, Jimmy? Uh, so, Jim Ryan is from... <laughs> <laughs> Jim Ryan is, hang on, from what I read, he is from uh, the UK. He's from up north. Right, okay. Uh, He's been with uh, PlayStation for a bit. Are you reading the Wikipedia section? No, I can't even find him on here. Get straight to the personal bit. Just pick another. (laughs) Jim Ryan is a former player from uh, Denver Broncos. Ah, interesting. Born in 1957. American football. So how old does that make him? exactly as old as he feels <laughs> uh, yeah do you guys know anything about Jim Ryan he's Not been so. around for a while I've met Jim have, have you? you I have met Jim yeah oh, it's for a sake. <laughs> come on <laughs> what's more interesting listening to you scrabble around <laughs> me saying I've met Jim I haven't got any gossip on him I've met him though and yeah it seems like a, like a, like a decent guy hell of a football player <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, no, 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 don't put that up yet. I've gone on to a different page. Hang on. Did you uh, trade business cards with him? I don't think I did, Steve. Uh, so we could have had his number. Could have WhatsApped him. Good point. I will make it next time I see him. <laughs> I will... Uh... He'll, have got, he'll have new cards without yeah. his number on. Okay. He'll be wise to this. He wears glasses. So I don't Does think... He? I don't yeah. think... Um... Can you describe him? I've got Phil Spencer's card before. That doesn't have a number on it. <laughs> well, maybe some of them do. <laughs> um, yeah, Anne, that's very wise. Just, tell you what, imagine yeah. this is an art, but reverse. Okay. Describe him and let's get one of our listeners to sketch Jim Ryan. So he's, he wears, um, he's a man. Okay. Uh, that, uh, so he's he wears a suit and he likes to put his hat, like when he's on stage, he uses his hands. So he's got his hands forward like he's holding a baguette. <laughs> Right. Okay. Good. Uh, so he's got a dark-coloured uh, suit, blaze jacket, mm-hmm. whatever that is, and a, a like a pinkish-coloured shirt. Nice. Top two two buttons unbuttoned. Doesn't wear a tie. He's not wearing a tie. He's got a little lapel mic on though. Okay. Can you see any hair? Uh, he's to the side. Okay. So no. Um, <laughs> Say that as if that's obvious. He hasn't got any side hair. <laughs> uh, so he has... I mean, is it all right to say that he's got grey hair? It's, 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 this is your this is your, 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 your role, Anne. He's got light hair that could either be a fantastic blonde or a wonderful grey. And uh, uh, just to add a bit of flavour to it, can you do an impersonation of him? <laughs> he's holding a baguette. Mm. <laughs> mm. Lunch. And 
And finally, whatever happens, do not open any of your games ever. An unopened 34-year-old copy of Super Mario Bros. has sold at auction for $100,000. That's the largest amount ever paid for a single video game. The copy is special because it was part of the earliest US batch of the of the game that was made uh, when it was being tested in LA and New York before a wider release. The buyers were a group of three collectors who pulled their money. Unfortunately, your unplayed pile of digital games probably won't be worth anything to anyone in the future. God, I do have loads of those. Yeah. Because you should play those. What do these three, how do they share it then? Have mm. pulled their money? I don't know. Like, they can't, what if one of them it. goes, go on, let's open it. <laughs> go on. No one Shall we? Know. Right. Just slide that little... Where's our MCV award? Good it's question. It's in my house. Is it? Okay, right, there you go. Do you want it? No. I'm going to have to move with I've it. I've already got one, actually. Oh, All you right. do. Mine's going to expire actually by the time that um, we we uh, do our next show. I'm, I'm the current industry hero of the year. Hmm. <laughs> did you get that last year? I did. Yes, it's about to run out. What? But why weren't we there? I don't know. Do we just not it's, turn I up? I think it's from my, from my day job. Although one I feel was mentioned in the speech. Mm. Mm. <laughs> in a in a good sense, <laughs> despite <laughs> people just going, "What's that?" <laughs> um. So, do you want to know who the people were that bought it? Yes. yes. Uh, video game store owner, Zach Geig. Uh, coin and video game collection enthusiast, mm-hmm. Rich Leckie. Okay. Uh, and Jim Halperin, uh, who owns the Dallas-based Heritage Auctions, which is the company that was selling the game. Hang so on a minute. Yeah, that one doesn't seem all right. But So, they had $33,000 each to spare. Yep. What are you going to spend it on? Well, not that. No. It, look, it looks old. That's why it does look old. Yeah, it looks on. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it works. Yeah, you can't open test it. it, can you? Mm, good scam. Yeah. Let's seal up anything <laughs> and just say it's it's old. It's always seen. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, what? So, what else do they own? Uh, well, what would you own if you're a coin and video game collection? Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't even own that because I don't have enough money for that. I don't have enough money for a third of that. Uh, video game store owner presumably owns loads of video loads games. Of video games. And a store. Right. So that's nice. Yeah, but he isn't going to sell it. Imagine he puts that in. Jim Halperin Collection. James L. Halperin. Uh, He's an author, oh, isn't he? James, an, James to his friends. Is this who, who it is? James Halperin. Yeah, yeah he's a, he authored a text on grading coins. How to grade you? This might be a I've different guy. No, it sounds right though. How to grade U.S. coins? Is this person? If it's so, he runs a heritage heritage auction site that would That's like validate whether something is old well, or not. James L. Halperin and there's Jim Halperin. Ooh. James L. Halperin's an, an author who wrote the Truth Machine. Yeah, and First Immortal. First Immortal, both very good books. Okay, Truth Machine currently under development as a motion. <laughs> Should we? Should we just read Wikipedia for the rest of the... <laughs> All right, is that it, Anne? Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, thanks, Anne. One life left, video game news with Anne Scantleberry. This is One Life Left and Residence 104.4 FM. This is Frozen by Amateur LSDJ. Often play his work on the show because he's brilliant. And this is from chipmusic.org. You can find this and many other bleepy blip blop chip tunes on there. Not all bleepy blip blop. Some of them are, well, there's all kinds of different types of music. I don't know. It's music. Listen. We'll be right back. 
and we're off for six weeks after oh, this. Yeah. What are you going to do on your uh, winter holidays? Is that what this is? It's almost spring, isn't it? Um, spring holidays. I've got to pack spring up. Spring break. Hey. What are you going to do on spring break? Well, I mean, knowing now that it is spring break, that <laughs> might change Changes everything. everything. Uh, I'm going to pack up my flat mm. and get out. That's what you do every summer, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah, just move on. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. No evidence left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. What, okay. what are you up to, Simon? Well, I'm, I'm going on actual holiday uh, next week, and I'll be away the week after, and I've, I've got to work the following Monday. So it feels like already half of my uh, holiday I was going to have to take off anyway, so it doesn't feel like I'm getting anything hmm. out of this. Okay. I, like, plus, also, one of those is at GDC. That's true. So yeah. I've only got two actual Mondays off. Yeah. Make the most of them. Yeah. So I'm pack up my flat. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> uh, what, what are you going to do, Steve? Yes, I am going to get lots of sleep and rest are and you? recharge my batteries. Oh, good. Nice. That sounds like uh, exactly what you will do. It's going to be good, but I'm, I've enjoyed today and I'm really looking forward <laughs> to being back again. It's just uh, we do have another 30 minutes to go. <laughs> we could just play a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, shall we do the letters section? Yes. All right, here is the letters jingle. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Chris Conroy writes, uh, subject, the other magicians podcast, Dear Team and SSG. Finally, and with no small amount of sadness, I listened to the last episode of Checkpoint this week. Declan Deneen's outstanding series of 128 shows where he talks to people in and around the gaming industry about the games that made them who they are. Although I'm really disappointed not to have any new ones to listen to, it does mean that I can go back to episode one. Leo Tan recently had a baby. Congratulations, yeah, Leo well and May. Well done, Leo. Uh, that was us interjecting into the letters, really, rather than Chris Conroy <laughs> congratulating you, Leo. Um, and start all over again. And if any listeners haven't done so, I hi- highly recommend them doing the same. There were too many surprises and delights to list, but off the top of my head, individual interviews with unruly troop the Triforce, the legendary Violet Berlin, the unique Mel Croucher, console marketing luminary Jeff Glendenning, writers Parco, Gillo and Ello, pioneering podcaster Robert Ashley and loads and loads of more lovely people make this show so so good the only question I have off of the back of this letter tutorial sorry is that isn't it about time you had Declan on the show you're advertising and amplifying correspondent Chris Conroy has Declan never been on the show I was about to ask you that he must have been on the show I don't think so what yeah, well, you book the guests. I do sometimes. <laughs> How's that going? Right, uh, Declan, will you come on the show? You can be our first uh, guest when we come back on April the 8th. Huh. Auspicious show, April the 8th. It's not April Fool's Day. No, it's the opposite. <laughs> April Smart's Day. Hmm, interesting. Okay, good. Uh, Let's uh, all that sorted. Yeah, and also, though, you, uh, did you go on uh, Declan's show? Obviously he not. Let you on. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Maybe we could record a bonus episode yeah. while he's down here. That's on. what we could do, actually, is get him down here under the ruse yeah. of being a guest, and then he has to talk to Anne for an hour about the games what made you. I don't think any games did make me. No? <laughs> no. Do you think you'd be who you are if it wasn't for video games? No, it literally would. I would not. I wouldn't be. But uh, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think we all feel. Mm. Mm. All right, we've got another letter, haven't we? Yeah, shall I read it? Yeah. Six weeks? Has this been cleared with HR? And surely these shirkers should be disciplined, even demoted, though to what is hard to guess. Seriously, you guys are the best. Enjoy your break. Sounds like the judge let you off easy this time. FYI, been playing deep rock Galactic with my brother. It's a co-op mining game with dwarves. Good fun. Solid 7 out of 10. I keep thinking the devs kept thinking we should name this game Minecraft. Oh, no. Best from Gideon. Thanks, Thanks, Gideon. Gideon. You're listening live. Or... You've hacked into our emails. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's easy to forget that people listen live, it isn't really it? Is. Sometimes it just feels like us in a room <laughs> having jokes that only amuse ourselves and here we are. Do you remember way back when when we got that actual hate mail about the show, Fear Resonance? Remember? From that man who was in that band. Uh, no, I, I had parked that somewhere private steve i've completely forgotten about yeah, it but you're I right i only just remembered now thank you steve yeah. what re- like a 
like a written out one. Yeah, mm. there was a, there was a man who was in a, a an awful band, a nineties electronic band, who used to stalk us around the internet a bit and uh, be mean about us. Huh. Interesting, true. Mm. If that was you, uh, write in. Team at OneLifeLeft.com. <laughs> I think I found, uh, found an email we didn't read last time from uh, Chris Stewart. Stop me if if this reminds you. Dear team... Stop. I remember that bit. Yeah, O-L-L-N-S-S-G. Mm-hmm, sounds familiar. A few weeks ago, I wrote in asking about card games I could play. I took some of Steve's suggestions for a spin, like Card City Nights 2 and had fun, but in the end, I got hooked on a game called Solitarica. It's a mixture of RPG and Solitaire, and I've really played more of that between sleeps than anything else while I've been off work sick. It manages to balance difficulty against skill in a way I really enjoy, and I've had a lot more success playing with the harder difficulty decks and struggled with a lot of the supposedly easier options. Are there any games where you found harder mode easier than the easy mode? Love and hmm. Kisses, Chris Stewart. That's a good question. <clears throat> That's a very good question. I don't think I have an appropriate answer mm, for it. Me neither. I'm actually waiting for Wargroove to introduce um, uh, an easier mo- mode uh, where their current normal will become hard, which I'm moving away from that. Uh, Wait, current normal will become hard. Yeah. Does that mean that it get so it gets easier? It will well, do. They are going to. They're going to build it because people have said it's too hard. Is that right? Yeah, and they're going to put a, che- a, a portable checkpoint in there. Oh really? Yeah. Thankfully. Um, are we talking about that in the review section? Can do. Yeah. That game. Can do. I've been playing it too. Okay, I've got loads to talk about in the Me review too. section. Me too. It's not a competition. Have you? Got or is lots? it? It is. Maybe it is. Um, I can't think of any answers to that question. Maybe it's the only game, Chris. Mm, that might be it. Found it. Well done. Is that what is it when you wiki, uh, when you Google, Google whack? Yeah, game whack. Well done. Game whack. Good work. Thank you very much for your letters. Please do keep them coming during the six week break. It's just nice to hear from you. It is nice to hear from you. Uh, so please do email team at onelifeleft.com. Sorry, how long you keep that going for? There we go. Uh. Simon and I were just talking about the rise of the deck builder. I remember when we were the only people in the world into card games. Yeah. When card fighters clash. Yep. We yeah. started it. We did start it. And then, you know, Hearthstone ran with it a bit for a while, made an industry out of it. I may be abbreviating this history a little bit, but it's, yeah, you know, it's still there, isn't it? checking. And now uh, deck builders. I was, I was explaining to uh, listeners will already know because they listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I was explaining how I think I've just broken my addiction to Slay the Spire. I'm looking forward to getting about, addicted to it. I, I mean, it will be really good on Switch. It's I due think. imminently. I thought it was going to pop out during the Nintendo Direct mm. last week, but have you ever, it did not. Have you ever tried using um, Steam Direct, where you can play Steam games on your PC but using your phone? Oh, uh, I have not. Is it called Steam Direct? Steam Link. Steam Link, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've, I'm at, I've got that working with... With Slay the Spire. With Slay the Spire, uh, and it works absolutely perfectly. Uh, it's not designed to work like that, but it right. works brilliantly. Hacked it. Yeah, and uh, it made me really want to play the portable version, but I'm going to stay away. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, it, should be, it should be due out soon. Hmm. But yeah, uh, it's a very popular genre, Steve. The deck right building now, genre. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Have you ever played a deck builder? No. Um, mm. 
No. Do you like cards? Uh, I like getting birthday cards. <laughs> I like credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot like that. Do we have any other business? Any uh, anything that we need to chat about? Yes, we had the first Marioki without you on Friday. We did, didn't we? Or you did? I did, mm. yes. So uh, how did it go? Catch me up. Well, it was hosted by me and Haji. Mm. Um, Ed on decks. Really? Robert on sound. Okay. TBH, dream team. (laughs) (laughs) Glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, We got everyone chanting, no more steep. No, we didn't do that at all. No, we didn't. I heard you were burning effigies. Yeah, burning a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, No, we missed you a lot, but we got through it and we had a great time. Uh, We just have, I think we have the best crowd that come Mm. to uh, Marioki. And so... We had someone come all the way from New Zealand yeah, for us. Yeah, there was. Uh, he was over from New Zealand. He sang twice. We had uh, a new person who uh, showed up first time there by themselves. Didn't do, doesn't know Games Master. Sang a song that starts with a Games Master intro. Was born after Games Master came <laughs> off of TV. Uh, uh, so that was a fun time. She enjoyed it anyway, didn't she? She had a great time. Apparently. Yeah, so it was uh, it was brilliant. And I think we might have to admit that it's our audience that makes it so uh, good. And not us! Uh, uh. But uh, we have some mariachi news, don't we? We do. Open on my laptop screen in front of me. And what I've been doing yeah. whilst the music has been going <laughs> <laughs> is we are going to be putting on sale tickets to Marioki at GDC 2019. Come on, we're doing it again. We are doing it again against all the better judgment. Uh, we're, um, Anne was uh, just running through the text me as we were listening to music. She said, is there anything funny we can put in there? I just like, no, no. <laughs> there isn't. But we, no, but, but we, we don't need jokes. We've got we all the jokes are in the songs. Exactly. Let's keep it for the, the real content. So we're, we're coming home on Thursday. Oh, the Thursday of GDC. Yeah. Back at Encore Karaoke. 21st of March. You will be running so low of energy on that Thursday of GDC. But we will restart it. Or you will. Tickets are limited, aren't they, this year? Very, Very limited. limited. So we sold out a... How big was the venue last year? 350, 400? Easily. Million. 500, 700, <laughs> 10 1,000. It was everyone, yeah, as everyone. I yeah. recall. All of uh, we sold out last year at whatever number it was. This year we are... Tickets are... How many? Putting on About sale nine? 90. 90. 90 tickets. 90 tickets, which will guarantee you admission. There'll be tickets on the door, and you'll need to keep following uh, at Sing Marioki on the Twitter in order to get up to the minute. We're going to have to get the login for that. Oh, yeah. Steve, what's the, <laughs> what's the login for the Sing Marioki? I'll email the password to okay. you. Yeah, thank you. Good. That's what our uh, listeners tell us to do. So, um, so, yeah, we'll put tickets on sale which day? Well, I think we need to tell people that they're coming. So so tell them tonight and put them on sale tomorrow night. No, put them on sale Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. Wednesday at... Let's hype tomorrow. Yeah. And then sell them... Once you've got the password for the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyping on Tuesday, selling on Wednesday, but we need to sell at a time that's appropriate for San Francisco. Mm, 4pm. 5pm? That's 9pm. 6pm. Yeah, it's 6pm. 6pm. So anyone that's... is that appropriate for... That's 10am. Because they're getting... They're commuting... At that point, it's appropriate for no one because we're uh, they're all going into work and we're leaving work. Yeah, five. I mean, no. Five p.m. Five p.m. Do you you think ten? That's when uh, games typically release on Steam. Ten. Yeah, but we aren't a game, are we? People are used to going onto digital stores and buying things. You think six p.m. Six p.m. Six p.m. on Wednesday. Let's do it. I thought you said 10 p.m. No, no 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay, San Francisco okay. time. I was going to say, you're crazy. One, 1 p.m. New York time. I know. And then some, some other time. <laughs> some other times elsewhere. Where is it in New Zealand? I have no idea. I don't know. I, d- I don't know. Anyway, sometime we will put it on our Twitter yeah. in various time zones. <laughs> we will. Well, you will once you've got the password. Just need the password. Or if you want the password, just go into Anne's email. Yeah. Which... Uh... What's the password to your email? Oh, goodness, I don't remember anymore. Should we get on with this? We've got to do the review section. Yeah. Anne. Right, okay. That was the easiest Mm. that's been for months. Yeah, well, let's just get it over with. You guys have got (laughs) loads to talk about and I have less. We do. Uh, So. Fewer. Fewer. Uh, I continue playing Bacon. Great. Can't get it on the umbrella, though. Really, I've done them all. 
Have you? How many are there? It's about probably about 150 now. And then it goes into speech bubbles at the end. Spoilers. Uh, there's there's loads, and they're all brilliant. It's a great game. Seven out of ten. Uh, yeah, uh, seven out of ten. Also from me, Umbrella is stumping me though. Uh, I continued playing Alpha Omega. Um, I got onto level 63, water, and got very stuck. But I was really brilliant at thinking up what all of the words were because I was uh, off work a couple of days last week, and I played a lot of that just whilst I was on the sofa putting together all those words very clever 7 out of 10 and then the new thing that I have been playing is Bridge Constructor Portal Ooh. which is a bridge constructor that is set in the Portal universe I've seen that on Switch it's I on think Switch, yeah, discounted it's, sometimes yeah exactly because it's not as good as when ski lifts go wrong <laughs> the other <laughs> puzzle why did you tell me puzzle that? construction game that's available on the oh, Switch man. Uh, so I haven't played loads of it yet, but I really, really love Portal. Um, and this isn't that game, but <laughs> it is a game that you build bridges in and use portals. Uh, and so that's quite fun. I, I just quite, um, yeah, it's just quite a nice, easy setup. Building bridges is always fun because if you're successful, you know very quickly that you're successful. Uh, and having like the little portals in there is also good. Um, and I quite like the setup of it. it. Like it's fun. It has the very similar tone to Portal. Like the setup of it of it is you're going you uh, and your avatar is like a little um, 2D uh, like person. Um, and yeah, you go into an interview and it's very funny uh, and it's very very quick and just get into it and you're just building bridges fun time 7 out of 10 I will continue because it was more expensive than I usually like to pay (laughs) for things on my phone done Simon Uh, one of the games I've been playing this week uh, is Unruly Heroes uh, on the Nintendo Switch Uh, it was one of the surprise launches during the Nintendo Indie Highlights Mm. Uh, from I don't think it's the entire team uh, but some of the um, developers behind Rayman Origins and similar to that game it's a beautiful looking side-scrolling platformer Uh, you play uh, four characters you can swap between at any time each of them's got slightly different traits and skills um and uh yeah it's uh it's it's not too taxing um mixing up puzzle combat uh and exploration uh getting from a to b is pretty straightforward but uh it's got lots of sort of secret routes and bits you can do to collect more unlockables um not too taxing not too taxing um very very pleasant game to play you uh looks lovely uh running in handheld uh, seven out of ten. Is it better or worse than Gree, Greece? Uh, they're very, very different games, aren't they? I think side-scrolling, beautiful platformer. Yeah, this well, this is more action-orientated, mm. really, okay. um, and so uh, it's going to keep me entertained for a little longer, I believe. Seven right. out of ten. Okay, solid. I played a weird game called Ah, uh, just lost the name of it. I think it's called Space Hole. Okay. I think it's called Space Hole 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to download weird things that I find in the indie section of uh, Steam that don't seem to have very, very many reviews, and this was one of the ones that I found. Um, it's, a, it's a very, very weird, abstract... I guess you would call it a puzzle game where sometimes the puzzle is working out what you've got to do. It's painted in a kind of Jeff Minter-esque, lucid, neon dream aesthetic, uh, but definitely less bitmappy than him, more uh, polygons with glowing surfaces. In some parts of the game, you, you are a space shuttle flying through, a tiny space shuttle flying through a polygonal universe, Uh, and suddenly portaling into other things. In other parts of the game, you are a marble, uh, like in a kind of marble madness, rolling around a, again, abstract neon scape, trying to get to the exit. And some of that is puzzling. Oh, this time you've got a power-up that makes you grow. This time you've got a power-up that turns you into a cube. How do you get through that? It is cheap, and it is broken. But it follows this kind of, like video game punk rock aesthetic that I'm quite into which is it's scrappy and it's done 
and it's sorry it's scrappy and it's not done it's not it doesn't feel finished in a way that people are taught to make video games um but it feels like it's got an edge and it kind of does have new ideas sort of or are they old ideas just <laughs> colored in a very bright strobe strobe aesthetic i don't know um I'm, i've really enjoyed it and it's cheap and it's a seven out of ten i've been playing uh and i'm surprised by this i am playing nothing but new star soccer manager really i know really i know okay i've got a bit of a checkered history with uh, new star soccer mm. um i've got some personal personal issues mm-hmm. that i needed to overcome but uh, i met some guys who were working on the switch version um at pocket gamer connects and they said oh yeah we'll release that couple of weeks I said, oh, I, said, I, used to, I used to love the uh the original mobile well, we game all before, did, didn't before we? it got ruined he was on the show yeah um, and uh, I said, "Is this any good?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "What, what we've done is we've, uh, you know, um, so it's free on mobile, uh, but on Switch, it's fifteen pounds." Wow! I know. Imagine paying fifteen pounds for, for a something. video game. And <laughs> um, they've rebalanced the economy. So I've not played the mobile version. I did hear that it was uh, not done in the best way in terms of encouraging you to spend actual money on it. So at least you know with this going eyes open, it's a yep. one-off payment. It's very good. Is it? it really? I mean, I think this demonstrates that I'm growing up and becoming open-minded, etc. Because I was determined not to like it, and <laughs> I really was. And I here I am you. on international radio, yeah, the telling everybody how radio show in the world. Yeah, telling everybody how good it is. So, um, similar to New Star Soccer, uh, you control a team. Um, although this is expanded in almost every way, so you've got much more to do off the pitch as well as the on-pitch stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's the idea about um, assembling a group of players and taking them through the various leagues, etc., etc., etc. All highly, all totally unofficial, so it's made-up teams, made-up names, um, abbreviated leagues, uh, but I yeah, just can't stop playing. It's got a card system, uh, which I can imagine if you were paying for the energy or the skills would become uh, really frustrating, but this way, down, actually, it's got uh, cla- uh, ca- you need to carefully balance the needs of your players with the stadium and the staff uh i'm 36 games into a season um so each of the matches when you play them are um they have the sort of football manager style highlight text commentary and then now and again you'll take direct control of your players uh easier to do off the ball runs um uh passing uh, etc it's just it's just something really really nice about it um yeah, I, 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 I'm worried because I, I got a copy of Rico to play today that's coming out next month. And really, oh, wow. James Park was in my office on Friday, showed me. It looked brilliant. I was like, when, when can I play the Switch version? He, said, uh, and he emailed me today going, the Switch version is live, or, or the store page is live, which means that you can, yeah, uh, yeah. those that have advanced codes can download it. Oh, I really want to play it, but I'm just going to be playing New Star Soccer. Uh, I will play Rico because I'm really excited by it. But no, it's, it's brilliant. It's really, really, yeah. It's it bring it evokes memories of the time when New Star Soccer was good. Is Jay Parks coming on the show to talk 10. about Rico when it launches? It's out in between. Oh, it's out it during is. our break, is, sadly. So he'll be back on afterwards. Right. Before I played of Rico, it looked phenomenal. It looked like everything I was hoping it was going to be. Oh, so I want that. Also, seven out of ten. Fantastic. I've been playing Moonlighter. Okay. Because everything I heard about Moonlighter. Uh, at the time it came out, made me think I want to play that, and I feel like I might fall for it too deeply. Um, I then decided I needed to get out of Slay the Spire by playing something else, mm-hmm. so I downloaded Moonlighter, and I fell for it. Did you? A little bit, a little bit. Um, I at the start I was so Moonlighter is a game where you run an RPG shop and you also go through the dungeons, so you're collecting items to sell in your shop. Uh, and also collecting items to craft things for you uh, to build better weapons. And that's sort of where I fell out of love with it, the crafting. Right. I I guess I was into crafting when Minecraft came out, and I was like, oh, this is a cool new thing, but I fell out of it quite fast. And I think all of the games that the kids love, Don't Starve, um, etc., which are heavy on crafting, I've never really got. It's too much too much mundane micromanaging and none of the beauty of, 
I miss the thing in Diablo where you open a chest and something is kind of like, oh, it's a uh, blue, uh, you know, blue it's got sword. blue one. Yeah, oh, that's really, really exciting. And it's got slightly different stats and the odds of you getting that is really, really exciting. Oh, God, it was, you know, back when loot chests were not paid for. Uh, that was really, really exciting. These days, the way it works is you open a chest and it's like, oh, you've got... 12 pieces of wood and three pieces of iron and this nice gem and now you can take it to the take it to the guy in town who makes swords oh no you've actually mixed one of these so you've got to go back into the dungeon and get another piece of textiles and ah before I realised it was that it heavily based on that I was super into it I like the idea of going into a shop and going okay uh, sorry going into your shop and going oh I'll try and sell this and people go into shop and go oh that's too much and you put the price up or down or whatever and that was cool but yeah I, I think it was the perfect game to fall in love with to break my addiction to slay the spire and I think I'm out two hours in I think wow. I'm out of that already seven out of ten did you talk about Wargroove? We should talk about it. Did together. you talk about it last time? No, because I was too busy talking about Slay the Spire. Okay. It's hard, isn't it, Wargroove? It is. Well, two things struck me. Well, a few things struck me. One, it's really beautifully made. Really, really like it. The mm. music. I mean, I'd forgotten, you know, all that talk about um, tiny metal, etc. You know, all, yeah. these, all these things wanting to scratch that Advanced Wars itch. Yeah. You know, you don't need any of the snazzy visuals or anything like that. Mm. What you need is, is Advanced Wars. And it is exactly that. Yeah. That's the, one of the other things that struck me. Like... If Advance Wars was out, as in an ongoing, right. <laughs> an ongoing series that they released versions of, <laughs> yeah. then you know I would find this a little ethically dubious. Yeah. I think because it is so close. But I met with uh, Damon Baker right. uh, before the Switch came out, mm-hmm. and um, I said, "Oh, that because it was in like the, one of the first Switch Nintendo mm-hmm. directs." And I was like, uh, that's a bit Advance Wars. Um, like, I'm surprised you guys are doing yeah. this. And he said, um, he said, yeah, he said, the thing is, we're not doing it, so why not support those that are? And I thought that was a really refreshing right. attitude. I agree. And it is such a beautiful version of it. I mean, it is seems to be... I, I've not played Advance Wars for years, but as far as my head goes, it's basically a unit-for-unit unit copy. Exactly, everything but name, yeah. Right, yeah. And, and they have some of the... You know, they have these special moves they do, but even those, I think, were in, the, in some Advance Wars... Uh, it's very hard. I'm finding it quite challenging, and missions take a long time. Like I, I'm basically do one and then quit out because yeah. I'm like I'm done with it. Well, I've stopped playing now because I've got to Act Three, Mission Three. It's right. taken me 45 minutes to fail, mm. and I've done that four times. Yeah. So I said to them, "I'm stopping playing this until you sort your checkpoint out." <laughs> they responded by saying, "We're going to sort a checkpoint Good. out." They listen, uh, but it's charming. You know, it's really, it's really nicely scripted. It's really lovely. You know, beautifully finished. The music's good as well, isn't it? That battle the main battle theme yeah I sort of miss when you when you're playing a different commander mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's fantastic um so i'm looking I'm, I'm really enjoying playing it in bits and pieces at the moment in between my other crushes on other games um and i'm glad they've brought it back because yep. i've missed advance wars fire emblem's coming though isn't it did see that yeah mm. so i don't like fire emblem no as much as advance wars <laughs> But I am quite excited about it. There was lots in that uh, Nintendo. The were Direct. we done with reviews? Seven yeah, out of ten for Wargroove. Yeah, uh, yeah. You playing Tetris? Yeah, isn't it? What a brilliant I idea! It. I haven't played it because so, I'm too worried it will make me cross. Oh, I, I, well, that's the thing because it's also quick, chaotic, quick and chaotic. Uh, it's impossible, I think. Well, for me, mm. I, I've never been particularly good at Tetris to get angry because a you don't know who you're getting angry at. You can't yeah. see who, early on. You can't see who's harming you, etc., uh-huh. etc. Et it doesn't hold your hand in the slightest. There's apparently an awful lot more to come. The data miners have been saying there are these different modes, etc. What a way to refresh and uh, like a, yeah, a, a yeah. classic game like that. So clever, and it's free and free, sort of. If you, if, you pay, we, if we pay for, yeah, which we do, <laughs> which we do. Uh, so that's yeah. I, I I imagine one day I will fall for it because I I fancy myself at Tetris. Right, get in like there. I'm a bit good at it, but I think it'll probably teach me quite fast. You got six weeks. Really? What happens then? We we come back. We talk about how many times you oh, won. Yeah, that. Okay, shall we? Mm. Oh, I don't want to. Good. That's it. So you've been vocal during that. Yeah, just, I was just doing some admin. Doing some admin. <laughs> doing some admin. Putting the uh, very stuff on the important. Cell. Good. All right. Well, um, six weeks then. I mean, you know, let us know if anything happens during those six weeks, Steve, won't you? I'll update you if anything of note occurs. I hope you'll do the same. 
I think I'm clear in that regard. Anne? <laughs> I'm burning down my flat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's been a good show today. A good yeah, one has. for resonance to repeat five times <laughs> <laughs> while we're away. Yeah. Uh, and then we will be back. In the meantime, please do stay in touch with us. Please do write. Let us know what you're up to. Donate to resonance uh, because oh, yeah. it is a genuinely important radio, radio station. We're very, very lucky to have it. Although we will come back with our official fundraising event. Yeah, we'll oh, yeah. talking about that today as well. But until then, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.